Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How does a free case of beer sound? Yes, you can grab a case for free courtesy of our pals at Beer52 by going to www.beer52.com forward slash people. That's the numbers 52 in the 52 and covering the meagre postage cost of £5.95. And what's more, as a special offer for our listeners, they'll throw in two extra beers for free. So that's 10 unique craft beers. Beer52 is actually the biggest beer club in the world. Each month, they send their members a case of beer from a different part of the world, and this month it's an absolute belter. Their great European road trip case takes in the best beers from across the continent. So try a crisp, refreshing Pilsner from Norway's Lervig Brewery and a monster 7.5 double IPA from Sweden's Derges Brewery. On the dark side this month, there's a smooth stout from Copenhagen's Tool. There's also beer from Croatia, Poland, Germany, Serbia and Austria, among others. And if dark beer's not your thing, you can choose the light-only case. Also included is the ever-insightful Ferment magazine and a couple of tasty snacks. And even if, after all that, you're still unsatisfied, you can simply pause or cancel at any time. So head over to www.beer52, that's the numbers 5and2.com forward slash people to claim your free case of 10 beers now. Long before the Great British Sewing Bee and even before the Great British Bake Off, there was something even greater. Yes, folks, it's back. After a two-year COVID hiatus, the Great British Beer Festival is here again at its home in Olympia in London. We're here at GBBF on the opening day, Tuesday, to give you the latest updates and to ask some of those here why they love it so much. If you haven't already booked your tickets, then get on to gbbf.org.uk right now so you and your mates can experience the largest and finest selection of cask and craft beer and cider anywhere in the world. My name is Simon Webster and today on the show I'm joined by regular host Claire Phillips and long-standing friend of the show Alison Tafts. Alison has been contributing from the very early days of the podcast as an interviewer but this is her first time as a host so welcome Alison. Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe explain what you'll be doing at GBBF this week? 
Hello, um, I have been involved in drinks training since 1996. That was when I did my first wine training with a restaurant company and I've been teaching people about drinks ever since. Beer, wine, cider, spirits, everything. Seven years ago I set up my own drinks company, The Grape Society, uh, running tastings for the public, uh, members clubs and restaurants. And then in 2019 I opened with my husband The Hop In in Hornchurch, a micropub. Uh, and then a couple of years later we opened the hop shop uh, which is our specialist drink shop next door and we've been fortunate enough to win uh, cider pub of the year and pub of the year for london thanks to camera um, so i'm going to be involved this year in the discovery bar so i'm going to be presenting cider because i'm a cider pomelier and i love talking to people and getting people to taste cider and i'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to be people's reactions as they're tasting some of the delicious things we've got on offer that sounds fantastic. I shall, I shall have to have some lessons in, uh, in cider from you, I think. Um, and, and we'll also be hearing from some of those involved speaking from the festival later in the show because a lot of people don't realise that the festival is run entirely by volunteers. It's also not for profit and that makes it unique for its size. That's right, all those people pouring pints for you behind the bar, coping with the enormous rush of people coming in during the session, stewarding around the venue or working behind the scenes, they've all taken time out to make it happen. Being run by people who care makes for an amazing and very special atmosphere and explains why people keep coming back year after year. Well, it's great to be back at GBBF, so let's dive straight in and find out what it's like to pull together something as enormous and popular as this festival. Who better to speak to than Catherine Tonry, National Director for Camera and this year's festival organiser. Here she is in conversation with Alison. So Catherine, if there's someone out there that hasn't heard of the Great British Beer Festival, just give us an overview. What is it? What's it all about? Uh, well, it's the largest beer festival in the United Kingdom. We tend to use it as a celebration of uh, live beer and also of real cider and perry and we're just there to celebrate everything around beer and make sure everybody has a great time. Olympia is absolutely huge isn't it if anyone's not been there you know when you walk in it's really quite impressive the size and scale of the event so yeah I'm sure people are going to be very excited about that. So obviously we're coming back now into the festival out of the pandemic so what are the challenges and perhaps some of the opportunities you've been experiencing? In terms of challenges, part of what we've had this year is predicting how many people are going to come partially, which makes budgeting a, a, a fun event. But uh, you've also got our volunteers, because we're an entirely volunteer-staffed festival, and making sure we've got enough volunteers has also been challenging because of some reluctance due to the sort of vestiges of COVID that are, are still around unfortunately but in terms of opportunities it has given us a bit of a clean break because we've not had the festival for two years so it's enabled us to try some new things that we wouldn't necessarily been brave enough to try sort of going year on year. This year for example that we've bought in a, an entrance package so rather than people having to pay to get in and then pay for their glass and then pay more for some initial beer we, we've started that off so you, you've got your glass and your first pint included in the price. We're expanding our discovery zone which proved really popular in 2019 uh, just to get people some more information on beer and some more educational value there as well as just the traditional beer festival of turning up and drinking. 
So what is it like uh, for you, Catherine? We're obviously in this week running up to the Great British Beer Festival. What's it like to experience this sort of planning and preparation and, and actually uh, running the event? It's quite complex. Um, I'm not going to lie. It takes a long, long time to process and to plan. This year, we've had less time than usual because of the uncertainties due to COVID and coming out of COVID that we didn't really confirm that we had a venue until several months after we usually would so this year has been particularly tight with certain things but i believe we've managed to uh, put on a fantastic event for everybody what's the experience like to be a volunteer at the festival i started as a volunteer just just turned up but there's there's so many different roles at the festival whether you're somebody who likes getting into the technical side behind the scenes we have some great passionate volunteers there who are very passionate about the dispense and the cooling of beer and making sure the beer is in tip-top condition for the customer we have our fantastic stewarding team all our security staff are also volunteers and they're fantastic they help keep us safe and they really enjoy it and there's a nice little camaraderie around that is there any uh, volunteer role that's really unusual and really expected? Is there anything you can think of that be, people just wouldn't imagine? Perhaps some of our like more behind-the-scenes roles. So we, we have a volunteer transport team. So um, even shipping stuff to and from the camera warehouse is done by volunteers. We have about 10 forklifts on site, all driven by volunteers who have been trained by camera to do so. There's some really amazing experience you can gain there, isn't there, by the sound of it, all the training and, and getting hands-on oh, yeah. with some of these things. Yeah, that sounds certainly, incredible. Certainly people who, who work on our stewarding team, as I've mentioned before, so some of them started that working on that for camera, but now they work as professional security staff. And so it, it's, it, it's a great way to get sort of training and accreditation if you're wanting to head into that sort of industry as well. Uh, and of course, my personal highlight is always the volunteer arms with the yeah. terrific beers on offer and ciders on yeah. offer with that too. So yeah, there's a lot of reasons to go uh, and get involved because obviously the volunteer arms provides our hard working with volunteers with a necessary cleansing ale or cider or two to, to give right. them the energy to carry on. Yeah. You personally, Catherine, what are you looking forward to the most? Uh, I mean, obviously you've got this big picture in front of you. Is there a big thing and perhaps a really little thing that you're looking forward uh, to? It sounds odd. It's not really to do with the festival itself it's seeing friends that particularly due to covid some of them i haven't seen since the last festival which is nearly three years ago now it's something that's a cliche to say sometimes but um, certainly the volunteers at gpbf are, are like a sort of a big extended family often we all sort of have this intense two weeks a year where we're there on site together and it's just building up those relationships you get in that situation means that i've, I've made some sort of great lifelong friends from it well, that's the best thing, isn't it? Beer and friends, that's what it's all yes. about. <laughs> so if you were going to give people a reason why they should head over, why they should make the journey from wherever they are, what would you say? I personally think, and maybe I'm biased, it's it's the best celebration of uh, live beer in the UK or probably the world because we're a specialist festival in that sense because we are focused on live beer. Traditionally, that's only been car scale, but we're starting to get more and more live beer in other formats so we have live keg beer we have some live beer in key kegs as well and it's trying to get that celebration of beer out there and so everybody can just have a fantastic and enjoyable time thanks so much for your time catherine 
Yeah, quite a few challenges. I mean, you can just imagine what the working group thought when they found out about the major building work taking place at the venue. It would have been probably tempting just to say, oh, let's just leave it another year and come back in 2023. But they didn't. They persevered, overcame the obstacles and brought us this fantastic event. Don't forget, if you're coming to GBBF this week, you're in for a treat with all the exciting things going on. We heard from Catherine and Alison about the Discovery Bar featuring a huge range of informal tastings and opportunities to meet brewers and cider makers. Uh, for example, Anne's Patch and Hop Day will be showcasing their London Black exclusively in cast and nitro and and holding a disco bar, which is definitely one to check out. So to find out more, make sure you visit the GBBF website. There's a link in our show notes as usual. And here's a word from Alex Metcalf about what you can look forward to. Hi, my name is Alex Metcalf and I'm Camera's Learning and Discovery Manager. I'm here to tell you about the Discovery Bar at GBBF, the Great British Beer Festival 2022. Camera is committed to helping anyone who loves beer to learn more about it online, in print and at our nationwide network of beer festivals. Collectively, this drive by the campaign to open up and broaden access to learning about beer, cider and pubs is known as Camera's Learning and Discovery Programme. The Discovery Bar at GBBF 2022 is so exciting because it's our chance to relaunch a groundbreaking initiative that was poised for rollout across our festival estate, which had to be put on hold in early 2020 for obvious reasons. Discovery tastings usually take the form of informal, stand-up, brewer or cider maker-led comparative tastings lasting about five hours. The tastings take place in the Discovery Bar, a unique open space that breaks the bar line and encourages beer and cider makers to engage with each other, brewers, cider makers and our small army of volunteers that are ready to support your tasting experience. Stimulate your senses with the tastings, the hops and malts displays and in the autumn we provide a display of varietal fruits in support of our cider and perry tastings. Very often it's the first time people have encountered hops and malts firsthand or cider and perry fruits outside of the five or so available to buy in the supermarkets. Learn more about the drinks you love at your own pace. Yeah, looking forward to uh, tasting those beers. I'm really interested to try the nitro against the porter. We had the nitro at an event in the pub recently, and it's very, very smooth and frighteningly easy to drink. But uh, it'll be interesting to try it against the porter from cask. Now, the tastings at the Discovery Bar are extremely informal and friendly, but there are some more in-depth tasting courses that are taking place throughout the festival. You will need to book and pay in advance for those, but they are well worth it if you get the chance. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite interested in, um, in tasting courses because I think you always think with tasting you know what you like, but are you doing it properly? I mean, you know, you see certainly on television sort of wine tasting and all this sort of thing and um, I think I just I wouldn't have the skills to be able to do that but I guess if I did a course maybe I would have the skills to do some beer tasting. Absolutely always advise to keep practicing your tasting because the more you do the better you get and a little training goes a long way. Do you have to spit it out like they do with wine? <laughs> You, you can, but you don't have to. It depends how many beers you're tasting. Obviously, you might be in trouble if you don't spit and you're tasting lots and lots. I'm warming to it already. <laughs> I think it's definitely one of the, the, the big advantages of being at a festival like GBBF, isn't it? The chance to go to these sort of organised and tutored tastings or just the, the, the chance to work your way around the, the event itself and uh, conduct tastings at, at, at your own pace. But it's, a, it's a, an unmissable opportunity to try some different beers or different styles that you may not um, normally have access to in your local pubs. 
Yeah, very much so. I do like having a little taster at, at um, beer festivals just, just before you, you buy something because you never quite know if it's a beer you don't recognise whether you, you're going to like it or not. And um, certainly a chance to have a taste of something is, is always good. Now, you may or may not be aware, but during the festival, International Beer Day is taking place on Friday. That's the 5th of August. And what better way to celebrate than with the launch of Camera's latest book called The World's Greatest Beers? The book features 250 of the best beers from around the world, compiled by eight beer experts, the names of many I'm sure you'll recognise. Now, some of the authors will be in and out of the festival throughout the week, and even more excitingly, quite a lot of the beers featured in the book will be available to buy on the floor at GBBF. So let's hear a little bit from the authors about their favourite beer in the book that, as Simon's just said, you can find throughout the week at the festival. Hi. My name is Claire Bullen, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Good Beer Hunting. I'm also the author of a cookbook called The Beer Lover's Table, which is all about food and beer pairings. And I'm a freelance beer writer and also a beer judge. One of the beers that I picked for the world's greatest beers is called Wild West, and it's by a brewery called Alvin, who's based in Belgium. And I love this beer because it's a little bit tough to talk about actually or summarize because it's changing all the time from batch to batch and year to year. There are lots of different versions. So you really get a range of experiences from this beer depending on which bottle you have, which year you have. Wild West is the barrel-aged version of a beer called Omega, which is Alvin's sessionable pale sour beer. But what it does is it spends time in various barrels that the brewery has. A lot of these are sourced from Bordeaux and places in France and are former wine barrels. And so it can really have an interesting kind of vinous character. And if you have an older one, it really had that almost bourbon-like barrel note to it and a real kind of richness and sweetness and slightly oxidized sherry quality. So it's an exciting beer. It's ever-changing. You know, whichever bottle you happen to have, you're going to have a different experience. And I think that's really cool. Um, I hope you enjoy it. It's a tough task, choosing just 30 beers from a world bursting with new breweries and fabulous beers all around the globe. I've chosen some stalwart beers, been around for years, iconic beers, including Duval from Belgium, Fuller's Vintage and Timothy Taylor Landlord from this country, and Cooper's Sparkling Ale from Australia. But mixed in with that is the amazing McKellar beers from Copenhagen at the Gypsy Brewery, Cigar City um, from the deep south of America doing a brown ale, and Porterhouse Stout from Ireland proving that there's more to stout in Ireland than a certain well-known brand. And finishing with that wonderful beer brewed by Trappist Monks in Belgium, West Marler Triple. I hope you enjoyed the choice. Hi, this is John Hall, the editor of All About Beer and host of the Drink Beer, Think Beer podcast. I'm excited to join my friends and colleagues in contributing to the world's greatest beers book, which I hope you'll pick up and add to your collection. I'm equally excited that the calendar is getting ready to turn and that the proper Oktoberfest season is upon us. That means that one of my selections from the book, Copper Legend from Jack's Abbey in Massachusetts, will soon be in my home fridge. The beauty of this beer is not only in how the traditional ingredients are well measured and work together in harmony, but the presentation as well. True to its name, it pours a vibrant, clear copper with thick white head that easily peaks above the rim of a ceramic stein. You can read more about it in the book. And if we meet each other out in the real world, I hope we can clink glasses. Cheers.
Hello, I'm Emma Inch and I really enjoyed choosing some of my very favourite beers for Camera's new World's Greatest Beers book. One I absolutely couldn't miss off my list was Anspach and Hobday's The Porter. I remember drinking this in the brewery's tap room on my first visit to the Bermondsey Beer Mile back in 2014 or 2015 and it's now a regular fixture in my beer fridge. For me, it's a really satisfying porter with the perfect balance of roasted malts together with American and British hops. And importantly, it's also a beer that tells a tale. In this case, a story of how two talented young homebrewers came together to start what I think is one of the best breweries in London. I hope you enjoy exploring some of my favourite beers. Cheers. Hi, I'm Johnny Garrett, co-founder of YouTube's Craft Beer channel and author of several books, some with camera, uh, including A Year in Beer. And I contributed 31 beers to World's Greatest Beers, which is coming out very soon. And a couple of them are going to be served at the Great British Beer Festival, including one of my favourite picks of those 31, which was Five Points Railway Porter. It's one of the most beautiful beers I've ever tasted on cask. It's rich and unctuous, but it's incredibly drinkable. It's got lots of dark chocolate, a hint of smokiness, lovely kind of caramel coming through and a good whack of bitterness that Five Points always put into their beers that I really enjoy with this style because the, the 19th century, the original porters would have had plenty of bitterness to them as well. And I just love that a modern London craft brewery is brewing London's own historic style that speaks to its history, speaks to its culture, speaks to the food that is still part of London culture and having a modern brewery reach back and, and look at that heritage and try to recreate it is a wonderful and not just a wonderful thing to do as a brewery but a wonderful thing to do just culturally. Hello my name is Lottie Peplow and I'm super chuffed to be one of the authors of Camera's new book The World's Greatest Beers which is now available. I'm delighted to report that one of my beer choices 90 Shilling Ale from Adele Brewing Company in Colorado is available on the American Cask Ale Bar B17 at the Great British Beer Festival. Do try and sample it if you possibly can. It's a classic amber ale with a richness of flavour and depth of character that keeps you coming back for more and more and more. Hello, my name's Pete Brown, and I'm one of the authors of World's Greatest Beers, just published by the Campaign for Real Ale. One of the beers I've put in the book is Jaipur by Thornbridge. And I've put it there because it's the perfect fusion of old and new. Thornbridge are based in Derbyshire, it's the heart of real ale country, and Jaipur is a perfect pint of Cascale. But it's also a revelation for anyone who's never tasted American-style craft beer before. Beautiful American hops, beautiful bold flavours, combining perfectly with the body and smoothness of traditional cask. Don't take my word for it, check it out here at the Great British Beer Festival. Certainly some, some interesting ones and some old favourites there. I mean, I love that, you know, Roger picks out Timothy Taylor, Landlord. Um, that one will be very familiar to, to lots of people, I'm sure. But, but good to still see it in, you know, these world's greatest beers list. I mean, it is a classic, isn't it, really? A cask classic, I would say. And also, um, Jaipur is a modern classic, I guess, that Pete Brown uh, has suggested there. Yeah, fantastic. Very much so. And just looking at some of the names that are perhaps less familiar to some of our listeners, um, there's beer from a brewery called Alvin, which are based in Belgium, uh, Wild Wild West. So I think that's one I'll be looking forward to uh, trying if I get the chance. Yeah, so the book will be launched at the festival, so you could be one of the first to get your hands on a copy and maybe even get it signed as the authors are there. I'm certainly going to be chasing Pete Brown around because I'm a bit of a fan of his and seeing if he will sign my book. <laughs> 
Well, there's so much happening this week. If you're into hats and, and who isn't, make sure you come down tomorrow. That's if, if you're listening as we launch the podcast. That's Thursday, of course. Hat Day. There are usually some pretty amazing creations to view. It's well worth coming along to watch the sea of silly hats, even if you decide not to wear one yourself. I must say, I usually get along to GBBF perhaps twice each year, and Thursday is usually one of the days I come just to take in some of the hats that you can see. Um, and it always amazes me that um, there's no upper height limit either, as Olympia's ceilings are over 100 feet tall. <laughs> so in the past, there's definitely been some, some giant beer glasses, some enormous lampshades. Um, I've seen piles of beer cans glued together, uh, and even one hat which had a hand pump pulling attachment on it. So if you fancy contributing to the mayhem, uh, make sure you attend on Thursday with, with your hat and make sure you tag us on uh, social media, either at pubs, pints and people or at camera official so we can see uh, your brilliant creations. Oh, wow. I'm really looking forward to that one. And as Simon mentioned earlier, International Beer Day is this Friday the 5th. And what a great day to celebrate at a beer festival. Uh, or if you're not there on Friday, then get along to your local pub and enjoy a beer. But there are pl plenty of free-to-enter competitions running all week uh, that are open to all attendees with some pretty fabulous prizes to be won. And there's also the famous Thursday night auction where attendees will have the opportunity to win a Brewer for the Day experience at the esteemed Five Points Brewery in Hackney. And the winner will work alongside the pros making the day's brews and heading home, hopefully tired but happy, with their very own selection of Five Points brews to enjoy at home. And St Allstools, a GBBF sponsor, have a load of prizes including tickets to see the Six Nations rugby and anyone who buys a beer at their stand could be a winner. Hmm. Speaking of rugby, we revealed in last month's episode that Camera and MSG Tours are offering a grand prize of £3,000 worth of sports travel to a lucky festival goer. The prize can be spent on any rugby travel package, such as the 2023 Rugby World Cup in France, for example, and this will include all hotels, flights and transfers. All you have to do is find the secret codes around the festival and then follow the instructions to get yourself involved. Now, announcing the competition here on the ground at the festival are rugby players Tom May and Greg Bateman. We're running an exclusive question and answer event on the relationship between rugby and beer uh, for those attending from the press and the trade. Greg has actually launched his own brewery called The People's Captain, which aims to harness the power of beer in bringing people together to tackle mental health stigma and raise money for good causes. Let's hear a little bit more about this from Greg now. Hi, I'm Greg, and this is The People's Captain story. By day, I'm a rugby player, and we have this perception of rugby players that is a very macho environment, and it is, but it's difficult to always express how you feel, and that's not been something that I've found particularly easy over the years. A few years ago, I, uh, I ran into a poor bout of, of mental health, and I didn't really know how uh, I was gonna get out of it. And a friend of mine had tried to get in touch with me for a number of months to, to get me out for a drink and to, to try and get me talking. I ignored most of his calls or wasn't really very engaged with it, uh, but eventually he managed to get me out uh, for, for a pint. I guess as soon as we sat down, I realised that this was a different Greg to what I'd grown up with, a different Greg to what I'd known. He explains the months and, and almost years of problems that he's been going through, and I, I didn't realise the extremity of it. It was really tough, to be honest, uh, because it was probably the first time that I'd admitted to him exactly how I was feeling, but also probably myself how I was feeling. 
in that moment, uh, I was really lucky that he didn't try and fix anything for me. All he did was, was sit there and listen, and we worked through some things together, and on that path, I managed to get the help that I needed. Meanwhile, I was uh, back in Leicester playing, and a few local breweries did some, some brews with me, and I loved it. We did a launch in the, middle of, uh, in the middle of Leicester town, and before we did the launch night, I'd done an article with David Walsh in the Sunday Times to try and encourage other people to reach out and have a conversation with their mates if they need to have a chat. And everybody really loved the beer, but people wanted to talk to me about the article, and they wanted to know how I got the help I, I wanted to get, or that really helped me open a conversation with my brother, or actually we didn't know how to talk to our nephew about this, but we've given him your article and now it's got us talking. And it made me think, actually, there's something in having a, a, a pint or having a brew with your mate that gets that conversation going. So the months following Greg's full recovery, he, he actually phones me, which was a nice surprise. And he, wants to tell the story to other people and wants to know how we can go about doing that. Now our story is quite unique in as much as the point at which we realised he needed to get help, we can resonate to sitting down in a pub, having a beer and opening up together. And I said, look, I think we could do something with this. I think we could make a brand that is around not just making really great beers, but also we stand for something that can help people and encourage them into the space that you and I experience together. This is how People's Captain was born. Greg had been sort of brewing bits and pieces and it was more of a hobby than, than it was anything else previously. But when we started People's Captain, we realized we didn't have the industry experience uh, in order to, to really create something other than that was just a hobby. So via a mutual industry friend of mine, we were introduced to Stuart, who now forms the, the third member of our group. As I heard more about Greg's story and I guess some of the ideas and, and where he wanted to sort of build a business, I thought we could really do something different. First off, we wanted to make really great craft beer, but more than that, we know that mental health is a really, really hard topic to start talking about. And it was an opportunity to really think about how to use the power of the community nature of craft beer to start some of those conversations. And that's really what we're trying to do with, with People's Captain. We're not just a beer brand, and we really mean that. We set up the People's Captain Foundation, which supports charities and initiatives in the UK to support positive mental health. The first beer that we've made is called Legend, which is a really nice American pale ale. And the story behind that is the character of the legend is, is sticking his hand up. And this is Nathan's interpretation of someone who is making that first move to, to ask a question, to find out what's going on, being a legend, if you like, to, to help somebody else or, or you know, be brave and make that first move themselves. Having that beer with Greg and him opening up to me in such manner changed his life indefinitely for the better and hopefully we can help other people along a similar journey to what we've, we've been through ourselves. And here to tell us a bit more about the competition and the partnership between camera and sports travel operator MSG Tours is Kev Smith, who Simon chatted to the other week. Kevin, MSG Tours are offering camera members the opportunity to win a fantastic competition here at the Great British Beer Festival. Can you just tell us a little bit more about the competition? When we sat down and, and looked at our kind of summer activities, it was really clear that we were trying to talk to a group of people who liked travel, beer and rugby. And we thought, well, where's the best possible place this summer to talk to people that might like travel, beer and rugby? So didn't take a long meeting, to be honest, to identify that the Great British Beer Festival might be a great opportunity for us to offer camera members the chance to win £3,000 worth of sports travel vouchers to be used on one of our rugby trips around the world. 
the festival is at Olympia between the, the 2nd and the 6th of August this year. We are going to be on site. You'll recognise us. We're, we're, we're pink. We're very pink. It's our brand colours. It's not a particularly traditional colour in sports travel. So we, we use it and we use it well. The prize draw, if you like, can be entered for free on site. There'll be a big camera and MSG presence at the festival itself. All you'll need to do is, is to grab someone in pink. There's no questions to be answered. There's no hoops to jump through. It's nice and simple. Um, you tell us who you are and we'll pop you in the prize drawer. And one lucky winner will get £3,000 worth of sports travel vouchers to be used at any one of our rugby travel packages around the world. Historically, we've operated supporter trips uh, around the world for rugby fans and, and sports fans in general to watch those big games. So whether that's Six Nations when Wales play in Italy or England play in Ireland every, every February and March, we operate away game trips. So that might be three nights in Rome when, I, when Wales play down there next year. It might be a couple of nights in Dublin when England are over. It might be a trip to Edinburgh um, for the Six Nations. And I suppose the big one for us in, in 2023 is the World Cup. The World Cup comes to France. Um, in September and October next year. Um, MSG Tours are delighted to be an official travel agent for the Rugby World Cup. So we have official ticket inclusive packages. France is so accessible via air, via train, via road. All of the four home nations have got great draws down in France next year in some great cities. Wales are in Bordeaux, in Nice, in Lyon. Uh, Scotland and Ireland are, are based in Paris, but play games in Nice. England start off in Marseille and head up to Lille. Um, and then obviously the whole thing culminates with a final in Paris um, on the 28th of October. So I think if, you, if you've got any interest in sport or certainly those big, big events, um, I'd like to say there's something for you. And if there's not, we'll make it. As a, as a rugby fan myself, I've often looked on enviously as um, you see the thousands of fans follow the British and Irish lines to all corners of the Southern Hemisphere. And I imagine when people are in South Africa or Australia or New Zealand, it's a great opportunity to drink uh, different beers that they've never tried before and it might not be real ill but I imagine there's some cracking beers that people can sample when they're when they're abroad like this on one of your tours. Absolutely I was very fortunate I was down in New Zealand for six weeks um, in 2017 and you're absolutely right I think the, the opportunity to to fully immerse yourself in culture whatever that may be and I was certainly made very welcome on many occasions some of which I remember some of which I don't with craft drinks from all over Australia New Zealand and the and the kind of southern hemisphere we're looking to to bring that authenticity to France historically there's a more association with wine um but what we've already found very quickly is there's going to be a real opportunity for our for our fans to experience a wide range of of beers down in France next year the link between beer between ale um and and our rugby fans is is huge and the wish to explore new things both from a travel perspective and from a taste perspective and to and to understand the craft that comes behind that um is is absolutely um, inherent across both of those things. Now, um, other noteworthy things to mention at this year's Great British Beer Festival is the launch of a brand new homebrew competition. So I'm sure many of us can remember back to that time before Covid and you'll know that the Champion Beer of Britain is normally announced on the trade day on Tuesday. Unfortunately, the competition has had to be cancelled this year due to Covid restrictions impacting on original heats and tastings in 2021. However, the working party has managed to turn a problem into an opportunity by launching a brand new competition at this year's festival. It's Camera's first ever home brew competition, aiming to tap the imagination and inventiveness of the many great amateur brewers across the country and perhaps find the beer you'll be sipping in your pub soon. 
And on to the prizes, there's certainly a lot of those going around. Our winning home brewers will get the fantastic opportunity to commercially brew their beer and have it sold at camera festivals around the country. The winner will work with the head brewer at Brewhouse and Kitchen in Worthing to adapt the recipe for a 500-litre brew kit and brew it there on site. What a fantastic prize. The runner-up will also win a year of beer from Beer 52 and our bronze winner will get themselves four VIP tickets to GBBF in 2023. There's also a special category where home brewers can try their hand at brewing Thank Brew, which is the limited edition 3.5 ABV pale ale brewed in celebration of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. And it's also to raise money for charitable causes. The special category prize is a trip to Southwold for a brew day at Adnams. So let's head over to GBBF main stage where the winners are being announced. in the champion homebrew and the winner of VIP tickets to next year's Great British Beer Festival is drumroll Thomas Corey with Margarita Goza the speciality differently produced beer can't wait to see you here next year Thomas the silver medalist and the winner of a year of beer from Beer 52 is Mark Sanderson with Kruna And the winner, winning the opportunity to brew their beer on a commercial kit. And I'm really glad Matt knew this in advance because I didn't want to see his face when I told him that the winner is the Strong Stout and Porter, Doggy in the Woods by Stephen Folland. So we'll give a round of applause to Stephen and we'll be in touch. But I want to say huge well done to everyone who entered. I'm really excited to see how we can have this as a way of finding the, I say, the, as Catherine said, the champion beer of Britain brewer for the future. Well done to everyone. Really excited to see what you all do with the future and enjoy the rest of the festival. Thank you, everyone. I'm here with Christine Cryan and she's been heading up the panel judging the final of the homebrew competition here at the festival today. Christine, how has it been? Absolutely amazing. We, we started off with a panel of 35 different judges uh, judging 53 different homebrew beers. And they were, all the panels were really complimentary. So by the time they made their decisions and we judged the final 12, we got the best of the best. And the judges were really impressed with the quality of the brewing and the top four beers, our fourth was actually the, the Session Stout, was really impressive. But what really got me was the complexity of the different beers. So we had an Imperial Russian Stout at 16.1. We had a Goza, which we think was in the 4%, which is margarita, and it really did taste like a margarita. I loved it. We also had the, uh, the mild, only 3%. So what an eclectic mix, and that actually described everything that was about, good about beer. It's not about the alcohol content, it's not about the beer style, it's about the quality. Congratulations to all of the winning home brewers announced here at Olympia today. Now that we're here at Olympia, let's hear from some of the other people attending GBBF. So I'm here on the festival floor and I've bumped into three guys who are all wearing fantastic Chilton Brewery shirts. So I'm guessing, I mean, I'm pretty sharp here, but I'm guessing you guys are from the Chilton Brewery, is that right? That's correct, yeah. So who are you and what are you doing here on trade day? 
so my name's Dave, I'm the head brewer at Chilton Brewery. I'm here with my colleagues Ben and Ali, and we're here just to have a little bit of research into what other beers and beer styles are going on, and uh, sample them and look for some inspiration. And what have you tasted, or what are you looking forward to tasting, you guys, today? Is there anything in particular you're looking out for? Uh, we're just having the porter from Anspach, and Ho I can never pronounce their brewery name. <laughs> it's Anspach and Hobday. That's, that's the one, yeah. Uh, yeah, very nice, very nice beer. Although 6.7% at quarter to two, is it? Ten oh, 10 past two, yeah. So maybe you've gone a bit strong too early, but... Surely that's all in a day's work for you guys, no? There's nothing, right? Uh, but yeah, fantastic. Have you got any beers here today from the Chilton Brewery? Uh, yeah, we have Chilton Gold on, which is a lovely 3.9 uh, golden ale, which is hops using English hops, English malts. So a nice sessionable beer. So yeah, we've, tro we've tried that. Very good form already. So yeah, if you're at the beer festival this week, make sure you check that out. Well, I'm going to go and get me one of them right now. Thanks for your time, guys. So I'm just in a stairway at the GBBF and I've managed to accost well-known Kent cider maker Steve Town of Beardspoon and his founding colleague Jason. So Steve and Jason, hello. A uh, long way from Kent? Oh, a little trip up on the high speed. Nothing, uh, nothing too exotic. Nice. So what have you been drinking and what are you going to drink? What are you looking forward to this year at GBBF? Uh, it's nice to see a good range of ciders. Um, so far we've had uh, Isaac's um, cider, which was really really nice up my street entirely up my, my flavor profile um and then we've had oliver's uh, i think it was the kingston black with stoke red which was a, a a lovely little drop i think that's um that's one of my favorites so far and i understand that your cider is still champion camera cider because uh, obviously you, you've been raining for several years that's right isn't it that is that is quite a it's quite a good joke i like to like to tell people yes because there's not been a competition we still can say that it's uh, raining kent cider champion Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. So we have Nick Antona here, and who better to ask, how does it feel having GBBF up and running again after two quiet years, Nick? It's, it's been absolutely amazing, and it's not just for me, it's, it's for these people, all of these people around us. This is the highlight of their year in the industry. Um, they want, wanted us to come back, and they've been pleading for us to come back. So this is brilliant to be able to help them mix with with their fellow colleagues in the industry, which some of which they've not seen for two and a half years, and, and facilitate the industry we all love and support. My name's Emma, I'm from the Cape of Good Hope pub in Warwick, and I'm really enjoying the Oyster Mouth Stout. Hi, I'm Steve from the Cape of Good Hope in Warwick, and I'm drinking the Gun Saramega. My name's Callum, I'm from Portsmouth, and I've really enjoyed drinking all the beers. So I'm here on the festival floor and I've bumped into three very influential people, brewers from the Essex area. I've got Trevor, the owner of Billericay Brewery, and Rick uh, from Billericay, and also Rob from Leon C. So two fantastic Essex breweries. Guys, I can see you've all got drinks in your hands, so you've already been tasting. So I'm going to ask you what you're looking forward to tasting the most. So if I start with Trevor, what are you tasting today? What are you hoping to taste? Well, it tastes well. The first beer had to be our own Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. 
uh, that was the uh, first beer we had today and it was absolutely spot on, absolutely excellent. And then since then, I've gone around trying food, different beers, um, uh, always have to have a variety. So had, had to have my lovely dark mild from Harvey's. Um, and now I'm on a stout from Iron Pier. So he's spreading your options there, Trevor. Brilliant. So, Rob, uh, I'm sure you've been to the festival before. What are you particularly looking forward to today? Anything and everything. It's all about the research. So, at the minute, I'm starting with Marbles uh, Petite 2.8. Start the session off nice and light and sensible. And then just work my way up to the uh, good stuff, the dark, strong stuff. Fantastic. Anything here from Leon C this year? Yes, there is a few beers. We have our Boys of England. We have our Undisputed Era. Uh, that was the collab with the Beer O'Clock Show podcast with uh, Stephen Martin. Fantastic. couple of things to look out for there. And finally, Rick uh, from Billericay. What about you? What's your go-to beer today? Um, I have to be honest. One of the beers that I've been most impressed with has been uh, a Saison from a little brewery called Run Runaway who I've not heard of before, but it was about the most refreshing thing I could possibly hope for on a, on a warm summer's day. It was genuine and not, not too heavy on alcohol, 4.2, I think. Um, yeah, wonderful. Fantastic. There we go, the Essex contingent here in force. Have a great day, guys. Okay, hi, I'm now uh, John by John Porter from Shield Porter Communications. Uh, John, how does it feel to finally be back at GBBA? It's wonderful actually to get back here and to see so many old friends. I, I turned up this morning for the um, camera homebrew beer judging, which was very interesting. First time I believe camera have done a national homebrew competition, which has some really interesting styles of some surprisingly high quality. I have to say, and if that sounds cynical, I'm sorry, but I was really very impressed by the quality of the homebrew. So there's clearly a lot of interesting stuff been going on during the lockdown. A lot of people have perhaps have been raising their game in terms of the beer they make at home. So now I guess it's back here to find out what's going on and to sort of swap ideas. Today is about celebrating beers of different styles, but cask is at the forefront of all that. Where do you think cask is in general in the UK? It's clearly a challenge. It's, I mean, the, the market has changed an awful lot, and cask undoubtedly was you know, a victim of the lockdown, but yeah, inevitably it would be. I just think we have to get back to talking about it, enjoying it. There's a massive quality job to be done. There's a lot of bars I've noticed that aren't perhaps keeping it very well or perhaps keeping it a little bit too long. So I think we have to absolutely focus on quality, on serve, on styles, and make sure that people are enjoying cast beer at its best. I think it will come back, but I think there's quite a struggle ahead of us. So I'm here and I've just bumped into some very important London beer royalty here on the festival floor. <laughs> I've got Hugh and I've got Paul Anspach from Anspach and Hob Day. How are you both? Very well, thank you. Yeah, very, very good. Very happy to be here. Fantastic. And I'm. What my question, apart from the London Black, yeah. of course, which yes. everyone's very excited about at the moment, yeah. what are you looking forward to tasting today? Is there anything you've got your eye on? I'm quite keen to go and talk to uh, Samuel from Lord Chambray Brewery, who are a tiny brewery in Gozo, which is a little island of Malta, because years and years and years ago, when I went on holiday there, as I like to do is drag my partner to any uh, industrial estate we can find wherever we are. <laughs> And we managed to find one on this tiny island just off of Gozo and a beautiful brewery. I think they were pretty, pretty fresh then as, as we were. And um, I tend to bump into him every, every year here. Uh, I've not had his beers for a long time, so I've spied him. So at some point I'm going to go over and taste them. They were very nice last, last time I had them and uh, I'm looking forward to catching up. He messaged me last, last night actually and was like, oh, you're going to be at the festival tomorrow. I was like, yeah, come and have our, our sort of yearly chat. So I'm looking forward to that. 
That's one of the fantastic things about the Great British Beer Festival, isn't it? You get a chance to meet up with people and it's so nice to be back here again. You, you obviously love your Anspach and Hobday because you're the man who's responsible for delivering it to us in Publand and elsewhere. But what, what's been your favourite beer or what are you looking forward to tasting? Uh, well, that's a very good question. I only got here about half an hour ago, so I'm well, looking forward to sort of exploring what's out there. Uh, I do know what I like kind of thing. I will try a few different bits and pieces but uh, no I'm, I'm looking forward to trying you know, a few different things and uh, stretching my palate a little bit. Well you are totally in the right place for that Hugh. Hugh and Paul have a fantastic day thank you for your time. My name's Clude Roberts I'm from Rithin in North Wales and I'm drinking the Five Points Best Bitter at the moment which is very nice but not as good as our beer which is Reaction Brewery beer. <laughs> Lovely thank you and you sir? Uh, my name's Gareth Jones um, from Moldale House in uh, Fli Mould in Flintshire. Um, best beer so far is a Belgian beer from the wood. Um, plenty more to choose and to try. Um, come back later and I'm sure I'll have a different beer. <laughs> Thank you. I've just bumped into, literally bumped into here at the GBBF, Jerry Goodman, who has got this fantastic invention because I've got clipboards, I've got microphones, I've got my glasses, I've got my handbag. I, and, I haven't got room to hold my glass, I've had to put it down. But Jerry is wearing his glass around his neck on quite an amazing invention that I've never seen before. Jerry, tell me what it is. It's called Festival Friend. Uh, it's quite, uh, quite a simple device, but it will hold glasses, cans or bottles, halves, pints, thirds, uh, and uh, it's got a safety brake in it, and you can get it on the internet. And so you, you just wear it around you your neck? wear and, it around your neck, and keep that... it on the glass. And, and the bit on the glass fits it, all glasses. It just holds, holds all glasses, expandable, and it comes with a it comes with a, um, a shortener, so you can put it on small bottles and small cans. That's fantastic. I've never seen one before. How did you come up with the idea? I go to a lot of beer festivals. When I go to the loo, I lose my glass, uh, or I want a sandwich and I can't hold a sandwich and my uh, program. And so um, I decided that I need to do something about it. And how long have you been selling them? I've been selling them for four years now. I started at the uh, Yapton Beer Festival, where I'm a camera member, and I've sold them all around the country. You should be on Dragon's Den or something. <laughs> They're too hot for me. Thank you very much. I'll go and retrieve my glass now. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. So I'm here with Anthony Gladman, well-known beer and all things drinks writer. And we've just been uh, at the book launch for the wonderful new camera book, World's Greatest Beers. Anthony, um, is there anything from this list that you're looking to try at GBBF this year? I'm really excited. I mean, any ex any excuse to drink a pint of Yarl is always a good one. Yeah, Alvin Wild Wild West, I think. And again, the Jaipur, again, it's a bit of a classic Jaipur, but it's a classic for a reason. It's just so tasty. So that again is is what is on the list for me fantastic and i know like me you're a bit of a cider aficionado yeah. too cider and perry so have you had a chance to see any ciders yet looking forward to having a taste of well i haven't been here long but my first drink was actually a perry um it was a hex single variety blakeney red it was absolutely delicious and i did manage to note that there are a few more perries there that i'm very keen to have a look at i haven't checked out the ciders yet but i'm very pleased to see so many here and definitely that's going to be one i'll visit as well Thanks a lot, Anthony. Have a great GBBF. Thank you very much. 
So I'm here with Lottie and Emma, two of the authors of the fantastic new camera book, World's Greatest Beers, and they have just been pinned down to their their final choice, and it was a difficult one. Uh, so what did you go for, uh, Emma? What did you go for? Well, uh, the, the concept was what would you what would you want to drink if you're on a desert island? Your desert island beer. So that that ruled out for me. It ruled out some of the stronger beers if I was drinking it every day, and some of the more intense beers. Uh, I went for in the end. Um, Elusive Oregon Trail, uh, a fantastic IPA, fairly new, uh, brewed by a lovely, lovely man. There apparently was a Twitter poll and he was voted the nicest man in beer, so it's got to be true. And uh, yeah, really nice bitter finish with some nice kind of barley sugar sweetness in the middle. Uh, I could drink that all day long, yeah. Yeah, my mouth is really watering now, Emma, so I'm going to have to get me some of that. What about you, Lottie? What did you go for? Well, I went for a beer that really started my American craft beer journey back in the day. Um, and I'd never really been into American beer much before sort of the early 2000s, early to mid-2000s. To mid and the first American beer I had was the Rogue Ales uh, Dead Guy Ale. And when I tasted that, and I thought, my God, this is incredible. I've never tasted anything like this. Uh, it's brewed in the style of a German Maybach, uh, using hops that are grown on Rogue's farms and uh, Rogue's proprietary yeast. And it was... It it's got a lovely, uh, bready, malty, candied orange sweetness, and it's just a, a stunning beer. So that really was the beer that changed my whole perception of, of beers and started my American craft beer world. And so I have a lot to thank it for, and that would be the journey, I think, the beer that would, uh, I would take to my desert island to drink forever. Thank you so much. Some great inspiration there. So I'm Melanie from North Essex, and my most enjoyable one so far is Crohn's Rum Cask. Uh, can I ask you, sir? I'm Steve Nelson from Greenwich, and I've been concentrating on the stouts today. So far, my best, my favourite is the Osset Chocolate Orange Stout. So I am here with Pete Brown, and we've just been talking about the launch of the new camera book, World's Greatest Beers. And I know that they've pinned you down, Pete, in the end, <laughs> and a very difficult uh, question to answer. But which did you side would decide would be your Desert Island beer, the, the one that you would have in the end? So today I decided that my Desert Island beer would be Worthington White Shield on the basis that it's a beer that you would find more difficult to get bored of. If you had to drink it every day, there's always new nuances, new little wrinkles in it. Some things you might taste in it one day, uh, but not taste the next day. Uh, and then after I made that argument very convincingly, Johnny reminded me that last time I was asked that question, I chose a totally different beer. I chose Thorbridge Jaipur. So it really does depend on the day that you're, you're asked that question, I think. I'm sure there are many people that would agree with you on both of those beers. And is there anything else in particular here at GBBF uh, today and through the week that you would be really looking forward to, to tasting again? Yes. So I'm rather bored with the way that IPAs have gone at the moment in terms of becoming very soft, juicy, hazy, fruity, because I think they're all the same. And a beer that is still like IPA was when I liked it uh, 10 years ago is, we talked about it today, uh, Oregon Trail by Elusive Brewing, which I've never had a uh, huge confession so I need to remedy that uh, as soon as possible. So what a fantastic day we've had here at GBBF. We really hope you get a chance to come and visit this week and raise a glass to the return of GBBF and many other beer festivals across the country this year. It's been an absolute blast, hasn't it? I mean, I think we've all enjoyed ourselves. We've had an incredible time and met so many interesting people and drank so many delicious things. Well, I was going to say, what, uh, what's been your, your beer? I, I, we probably haven't had as many to actually have a beer of the festival, but your beer of the festival, often there may be two or three you've had. 
So right now in my glass I have the Five Points Railway Porter, which I'm really enjoying. And I'm also trying to get uh, to try the Leon C Undisputed Era, which is brewed in conjunction with the uh, guys Stephen Martin from the Beer O'Clock podcast show. Oh wow, I, I heard somebody else mention the, um, the, the railway one as well uh, earlier on who I was talking to. So that's one I've got to try before I go home. Alison, what, what's been your favourite? Well, I'm glad to hear you talking about Five Points because they're obviously a Hackney brewery and the Railway Porter's one of the classics we love in our area in East London. But I've been travelling a bit further afield and I've been supping on the Beard Brewing Company Midnight Oil, which is uh, over on the Statue of Liberty bar. So they're a US brewery and it's an incredibly smooth oatmeal stout, uh, which I've been enjoying. And I have to say a word for cider, of course, uh, and I've been loving the Skybory cider and Perry today. So that's been my favourite cider and Perry. Well, my favourite was over on the um, Carnarvon Castle Bar, which is B12, and it was Blue Monkey's Chocolate Amaretto. It's a 4.9% dark beer, really lovely. Uh, I, I could drink that all evening, but, well, I have got a train to catch. Well, I think that really wraps things up for this, this episode. So um, we've had an absolutely fantastic time recording in, in person and enjoying some of, the uh, some of the great beers we have here. And if you're coming down to GBBF later this week, and then all I can say is have a fantastic time. And we'll be back on Wednesday the 7th of September for our episode that's all about pub games. Until then, cheers! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How does a free case of beer sound? Yes, you can grab a case for free courtesy of our pals at Beer52 by going to www.beer52.com forward slash people. That's the numbers 52 in the 52 and covering the meagre postage cost of £5.95. And what's more, as a special offer for our listeners, they'll throw in two extra beers for free. So that's 10 unique craft beers. 
Beer 52 is actually the biggest beer club in the world. Each month, they send their members a case of beer from a different part of the world, and this month it's an absolute belter. Their great European road trip case takes in the best beers from across the continent. So try a crisp, refreshing Pilsner from Norway's Lervig Brewery and a monster 7.5 double IPA from Sweden's Durges Brewery. On the dark side this month, there's a smooth stout from Copenhagen's Tool. There's also beer from Croatia, Poland, Germany, Serbia and Austria, among others. And if dark beer's not your thing, you can choose the light-only case. Also included is the ever-insightful Ferment magazine and a couple of tasty snacks. And even if, after all that, you're still unsatisfied, you can simply pause or cancel at any time. So head over to wwwbeer 52 that's the numbers 5 and 2, dot com forward slash people to claim your free case of 10 beers now.